Fast Track Podcast, hosted by Dion Ross, Nick Nino's Corner Battle, and Dr. Harrison Jones, the fourth. If you are listening to this podcast, there is a very big chance that you are a go-getter and a dreamer. And today we want to talk about something that I think all of us has dealt with to some capacity if you are a dreamer. And that is, what do you do when the people you love the most don't support your dreams? And I want to start this off because this is actually a topic that hits home for me. Um, I think a lot of times we think about people who don't support us or people that talk negatively about our dreams and we think about them as haters or people who um, don't want what's best for us. But I actually beg to differ. And I just want to start. So my dad, uh, my mom and dad have been married 50 years plus. My dad is the kind of man that worked for IBM all his life. He retired. Um, he was a good provider. We didn't have, um, an extravagant life, but we had a good life. And if it weren't for him being so frugal and the way he was, I wouldn't be a dreamer today because I'm, I don't really think about limitations, but that's because I've, I've been so sheltered, but he's also become, as I've gotten older and really kind of found my path, he's my biggest naysayer. And I say that not with malicious intent because I also want to honor him. My dad loves me and my dad wants what's best for me. And it's his generation where you find a good job and you work that job till you can work no more. (laughs) And so the idea of stepping out and doing something that is uncertain that he's never seen anybody do successfully He's very skeptical and his skepticism is not because he's jealous. It's not because he doesn't want what's best for me. It's because he's a protector and he wants me to be okay. So I told this story because I really want you to think about if you've got somebody in your life who you love and you value their opinion and you value what they have to say and they've been part of your success thus far, yet they don't believe in you. Number one, you have to look at where they're coming from. What is their worldview? What are things like for them? You can't just say they're a hater. That's not necessarily true. It could be because they love you. That's why they're willing to say something. So look at what what they've seen, what life is like from their perspective. I always make a point these days to really consider who is speaking into my life and what fruit have they produced for their own life? I cannot, there's certain pieces of advice I don't go to everybody for. My mom and dad, I don't go to them about entrepreneurship because they're not entrepreneurs. I don't go to them about taking big risks because that's just not what they do. If I want to talk about relationships, if I want to talk about, you know, raising kids, yes, I, I respect their opinion. But I think in everything in life, even when you've got people 
that love you, you always have to think about where they come from and think about what, 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 the, what their perspective is. The last thing I'm going to say about this is don't ever expect somebody to believe in you more than you believe in yourself, period. Never, never, never. If God shows you something about you, he showed you. It's not everybody else's responsibility to support it. You have to believe it and you have to believe in it until your conviction makes other people believe. But if they don't believe, you can't get mad because God didn't show them that. He only showed you that. And so I think uh, we have to stop thinking that just because we have dreams, everybody's supposed to be gung-ho about it. That's just my two you know, cents. Well, it's like, you know, I agree, Dion, with every everything you said, because I kind of approached with the same issues, but I had to look at it a kind of, like you said, a different way. Um, I had to think about, you know, the generations before us, and they have not all opportunities that we've had. You know, we have the opportunity to do anything. They've always had to have, and every time I've asked somebody that's in, I guess, 50 and above, about what they want to do, like about what I'm doing with my life, they always go back to a backup plan. What's your backup plan? Like, if that doesn't work, what are you going to do? So when you decide to go out on a limb and put yourself out there, they've seen people of our color be chastised, arrested, you know, just straight blackballed because they decided to go out in the business or go out and put their voices out there and write a book or to do things that we're doing. So a lot of times they, they want you to have a backup plan because if you start doing something like this, like my uncle was on Skid Row, you know, like that's a close generation. That's not even a far away reach from, you know, getting to a point where you're successful and then you're homeless the next moment if you don't have that type of backup. And that's the fear that generations before us were kind of plagued with is that fear that if they fail or they reach rock bottom, they're not going to be able to get out of it or they don't have the tools in order everything else. Because once you truthfully in our country, once you get to a certain level, you get pounded, 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 pounded down and it's hard to come out. But I think, you know, just that you say that, that there's a gen, I think it's the kind of a, it's a, excuse me, it's a generation gap to where we're thinking that, you have to have a backup plan. And my, you know, my, I had to get over myself because I started wanting to do things that I'm doing. My family's always been 100% supportive of me and they've always seen me do crazy things. And they always know, they'll say the first thing they'll say about me is I'm impulsive and I want to try something new and I'm always trying to do something different. And, you know, and I'm willing to try it out and let it fail. And a lot of times the failure you know, happens and it doesn't happen in the way, you know, it doesn't happen comfortably. You know, I've had to go before school boards. I've had to, you know, be, you know, uh, in a position where I've had to sit and, and, and defend myself because of things I want to do positively. And, you know, everybody's not ready for that. And so when you're like, I was telling someone, I'm sorry, I keep going on, but I was telling someone the other day, you know, Kobe Bryant was 41 years old when he got, he passed away. 41 years old, and think about after he retired from the NBA, and I hate to use this as an example, but when he got out the NBA, I guarantee you he saw 40-something years in the future of what he was about to get accomplished. 
like all the stuff he was going to do, the venture capital, starting a business, the doing all the things. Kobe just got an Oscar, like, yeah. and all those things he had done, he saw an entire new future for himself, and that stuff was gone, you know? And our generation, like you said, your dad was IBM for years, and then he retired from IBM. I had to tell my parents straight up, I don't see myself retiring in education. I told him, I was like, that don't, that's not something I'm going to do. I don't see 20, 40 years in a position and I'm retiring and, and living off the land. I see myself working, making money for my entire life. So it doesn't see me, one, one retiring and two, in the field that I'm in, I don't even know if I'm going to be in it for two, three, four, five more years in the capacity into which I'm in it. Yeah. And so that's a different look than someone that was like, I see – I see changes every four years. That's what I see. All the generations, they see stay in 30 years, get that nice retirement check, and you're good to go. But to me, that retirement check ain't enough. <laughs> it's, not yeah. enough for me. it's not enough for me for as far as impact and as far as, you know, what can be done as far as changing the world. You know, I think that's a gift that yeah. you were given. And I think that's a gift that Nick was given. I think when you decide to put yourself out there in the sense where you're going to help somebody, when you're going to help somebody that needs your help, because you don't have to make, you don't have to write a book to help people. You don't have to do church. You don't have to be a personal coach, help you get in shape, all those things. But we've decided that in our fields, like I affect maybe a couple of hundred to a thousand people a day, but we decided that we want to impact millions. And that takes sacrifice. That takes, you know, hate. You know, when you decide to go that big, half the people going to hate you, half the people going to love you. Aww. You're going to open up yourself to a lot of things. And I think that's just the older generations are fearful. Fear, yeah. They have a fear of that rather than acceptance. Yeah, you know, definitely, guys. You know, so, you know, um, I always talk to people, you know, so like my message is like the whole do you message, right? And so, you know, the first, you know, letter in the do you message is D, right? Which is don't be afraid to fail. And, you know, that's like one of those, one of those sticky conversations that is hard to talk with, with, you know, some of, you know, like our, our, our grandparents and our parents and things of that nature, because, you know, they were afraid of not failing, you know, so they were um, actually afraid of failing, right? Because that one shot that they had might have been that one opportunity that they ever have to um, have some kind of life that is halfway successful and decent for their family. You know, we're in a whole nother generation. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, if it's something that you want to do, you know, and others might not see your dream, you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, do you. So, like I said, don't be afraid to fail. The O is outgrow your environment, right? So when I say outgrow your environment, you know, our our environment is, you know, go get a job for 30 years, work it, job for 40 years, work it, retirement, get your pension, and ride out into the sunset, kind of sit on the couch and watch John Wayne for the rest of your life because you've worked so hard your whole life that that's what you want to do, right? But that was the environment that we were taught to think that that was what was supposed to be successful for us. I think we are all now, we are to the point where we have outgrown that environment, guys, where we're like, anything that we want to do, we're going to go do it. You know, 
I just don't want to work at a place for 30 years and just sit there and do the same thing over and over and over. You know, I want to be in the military. I want to write a book. I want to do real estate. Harrison wants to teach, then go be a principal, be a college professor, uh, then maybe do a school board, speak, write a book, Dion, Shop LC, write a book, Amazing Mother, podcaster, um, purse designer, you know, so we have outgrown our stereotypical environment to where all that we're supposed to do is just be a worker, work for a long time, you know, get a retirement check and be happy and shut up, right? Um, Now, the you and the do you is understand your brilliance, right? And when I say that, it's that everybody's great in something, right? Everybody is amazing in something. It's like we have found our niche in what we are great and amazing at, right? And so in knowing what we're great at, we're not afraid to chase those dreams. You know, we're not afraid to trace to chase the things that we're actually brilliant at. So we're doing that. You know, so some people aren't going to be in line because they haven't been exposed to that kind of, uh, I guess, openness in the world and acceptance of, 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 of things that they might want to do in the world because of, it might be of, you know, the areas that, you know, we actually grew up in. It might be just at different times, you know, but it just is what it is, guys. If people don't want to get on board with, with some of the things we're doing, we still love them. You know, but we got to look ourselves in the mirror and say, do you, because you got to make sure that what you're doing is going to make you happy, right? Because we can't walk through life and run through life trying to please everybody else and make them happy while you're, you know, sitting here miserable because you are uh, what could have been story. You know, we never took that leap. I think we kind of may, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking we might have gotten off the top. Because I was listening to the topic and I said we were going to talk about people that don't support you. But I said, what we're going to do, how do we deal with those people? Like, how do you deal with your parent or a spouse or a sibling or a best friend or a sister or anyone like that that does not support your dreams? And I think that was the question. And I, I and I wanted to, because we explained, I think we explained very well who they are and why they think that way. But how do we deal with them when we have to see them or talk to them at a regular basis? I'll tell you from my example, you know, my dream, you know, uh, of being the best number one speaker in the world, you know, has to come from the skill set that I've seen from my mom, I've seen from my dad, and I've seen from my sister. And I constantly, every time I talk to them, hey, y'all should be speaking. Y'all should be speaking. You know, they say the things that you see, you know, and they, they come, and every time they compliment on something I've been done, like, oh, that's good. We saw your video. That was a good video. Or that was, but, oh, you got a speaking engagement. But, the they should, but, but they should be speaking only if they're passionate about it. You know, if they don't like doing that, then why are they doing it? That might, that might not be what they're brilliant at. But how do, no, 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 I was, we were talking about how do you deal with them? If they're yeah. not supportive, you tell them that this is possible because I say this with the family. Now, I'm not saying this for like a, a friend or something like that. I just say with my family members, like, I have the same stuff I have than me as in you, and I'm doing this because that's part of me. And I kind of explain, this is why I explained to my parents. And this is the, 
I don't know if it's a good way or not. I say the DNA that y'all gave me or why I feel the way I feel about doing the things I want to do. If it wasn't for y'all, I would be probably doing something else. But y'all gave me a service mentality. Y'all gave me the ability to speak. Y'all gave me my intelligence. Y'all gave me all of these gifts and abilities. And I would be remiss to just put these to waste with all of the gifts and the talents that you have bestowed upon me. Now, that's one way of dealing with that. I don't know if it works at all with them because you know how the parents are and family members are, but it's, it's difficult to deal with them because you'll start hearing those thoughts in your head. You'll hear the things that they say, well, the negative feelings, the negative vibes, or well, you, are you sure you want to do that? Do you think that, you know, what about this and what about that? You know, is that going to be, you know, the problem that you try to uh, solve on your own become their problems and they seem like they're more difficult because they've inherited those problems with you. In turn, you don't really need them <laughs> to be solving your problems, but they're actively in that. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Like they yeah. kind of- Yeah, I, I, well, I want to say that I think Nick summed it up in that like, how do you deal with those people? Do you? Do you? It's just not. It's not rocket science. Just like do you? You have to be confident in what you in the vision that you see. That's it. There, you cannot ask or expect people to see it before you. You, you just can't. And it's also if if it's your baby, if it's your dream, if it's your vision, protect it like it's a baby. Yeah. So if there's people that are that are that just don't see it they that's okay let them let them be but here's another thing you have to do you have to actively do what you need to do to protect it mm -hmm. and if that means surrounding yourself with a new tribe of people it's your responsibility to do that yeah. don't let the only voices that are speaking into your life those from people that are limited thinkers because you are going to become the, the five people that surround you and, and the voices that you hear the most. Mm -hmm. So it's your responsibility to get around dreamers. If you know you have a vision, if you know you have a dream, you're always going to have people that don't believe it and don't see it. And it's not that they're haters. It's just that they, people can only see that people can never see beyond the level of their own levels. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I can't expect somebody to believe in a million dollar dream and they're praying and asking God for a $60,000 job. And they think that's the best that they'll ever get. So I, they, they, they just, they're not going to see it. And even though if they love me and they want the best for me, they're not going to see it. So that's, again, you have to get real solid, rock solid in who you are and where you're going. You just have to. And even when you get discouraged and you start to doubt your own self, then you have to say, okay, what kind of voice am I going to allow to speak to me right now? When I'm weak, when I'm tired, when I'm discouraged, am I going to go back to my parents and, you know, and they tell me, I told you so, am I really going to let that speak to me at the moment? Or am I going to get around other dreamers that said, you know what? I've been in the arena. I got my ass kicked too, but I got back up again and you can do it too. Like you said, it's not how many times you fall, it's how many times you get back up and keep pressing. Right. You get your butt kicked every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, because you don't get calls, yeah. you don't get emails, you don't yeah. get responses. You start to you think something wrong with you. you like, something wrong with me? You sit, there, <laughs> you sit there the whole time and you're like, man, I wish somebody would just 
somebody just say they want me to speak. Just let this is somebody just call me, and I'm telling you, it's the way it works. And I got this problem. It's the power of the positive thinking, man. I'm telling you the way it works yeah. is if you do, you put the work in, you do the work, you put the physical time in, you put the stuff out there, and you, you just let it be. You let it happen. Let it flow, and man. It comes to you, and it comes to you in a way where you never would have imagined. You know, I wake up this morning, and I get a, a, a radio show. I wake up this morning, and somebody texts me to do a radio show. I even, you know, like not like I haven't been... I've been hitting people up about, hey, can I come speak to your school? Can I come do this? Can I come that? But you wake up in the morning and you get a text for that, and you're like, man, I spent a, you, the first thing I thought about was, man, I spent all this week just emailing, texting people. <laughs> I, didn't even text, I didn't even call this person. They called me out the blue. You know what I mean? And you just think about it, you know, it's, and Dion made a good point. Who do you go to? You know, when you have that discouraged, when those moments are bad. And you got to have somebody that's going to keep it real with you. You got to have you your know, top you, five, like Dion said. It's that top five, you know? I know if I go to Nick, Nick's going to tell me, hey, that's not good. He's going to tell me that's bad. I, same thing with Dion. Dion's going to tell me what's real. You might not want to do that. Or does that fit what you're saying, you know? The top five, luckily, I get to talk to y'all every week on this podcast. That's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing, but you know, it's important to have people in your life that you can say, hey, um, I'm doing this. And they don't even have to respond. They don't even have to give you any ideas, no pointers, no nothing. Just say, I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. And they just say, hey, you know, that sounds good. Like, even a simple just, a, okay, yeah, go for it. A go for it, you know, is almost way better than oh, 100%. And this is how you deal with people. Because I know for me, I'm that negative person to somebody. I know I've been that way. Well, get a job. Well, you're supposed to, why are you out there doing this when you should be doing that? I said that before and I haven't said it lately, of course, but back in the day, I was that guy. I was a person that's saying, man, you need a job, you know, go there, stay 25 years, get there, retire, you'll be good to go. You know what I'm saying? Look at that. And I started having to map it out myself, man. Nick, I don't know, I know how the army works. No, I'm in the airport. Yeah. Get it right. Yeah, you gotta believe <laughs> in education. I could go about forty years, and barely in education. I probably go twenty three more years, and then I retire. Yeah, and see, Air Force is thirteen just, years. I still have to go twenty plus more years. You see, Air Force is yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's Air just it's easy. It might not say it's easy, you know, but it's twenty years in the dot, and and then yeah. after twenty years you retire. But sixty years old, that's crazy. What yeah, I'll be. Doing? Retiring, I could be doing this, that's for sure. I'd be a fresh 42, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Talking, yeah. oh man, what's up? I was going, no, I want to be on the beach kicking it. Like, no, mm-hmm. that's not cool, but hey. But there is something to say about having a backup plan. I know we kind of yeah. talked about that, but, you know, I know it's it's kind of unfair for us, you know, like for all of us to say that we shouldn't have a backup plan because just by nature of us, going to school and getting education and, you know, Harrison working in, you know, like education, me being in the government, Dion being on shop LC, we, you know, even if we said we're done with everything and we go chase our dreams, right. And our dreams don't work and we got to go make, you know, ends meet and pay bills. Like we all do have backup plans. It is what it is. <laughs> you know, no, you're right. yeah, it, it is what it is, you know, so. Every success story, you've heard this. Yeah. And you're an Air Force engineer. Dion, you work on South LC. I work here at Grambling. 
the 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 thing that they say is I had to quit my job. You know what I'm saying? They say I quit my job and I lived at the lowest, and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. But you know but hold on now. The only thing about saying that, it's a lot easier for you to take a risk when you know you got something to fall back on. That's true. It is. It is. Hey Harrison. No, I, I, no, but honestly, think about it like this. If you just say I'm done, I'm gonna not work and I'm gonna chase my dream, and it's gonna work. But let's say perhaps something happens and it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, you always got a job somewhere. You can go be a principal somewhere or a professor at a college. Or, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's so the, it's yeah. easy for us to say about the no right. plan when well, we already have that baked in. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Like ours is baked in already because, you know, we did, you know, the natural progression steps. Yeah. We went to school well, and got advanced right. degrees. So it's a little different coming from people like us who have, you know, quote unquote, can we have a moment of honesty? What's that? Can we have a moment of honesty, a moment of, you know, uh, what is it? We have a moment of, of of honesty, yeah. Yeah. I hate when people will say, well, how do you like, how do you like your job at Grandma? I hate that. I'm like, <laughs> why? It's like not even my job because that's like my job, but my main thing is speaking and, you know, right, you know, doing my entrepreneurship. My business is my main thing. This job, Gremlin. And hey, they know it here. This job is funding my business. This job is for me to become the number one motivational speaker in the world. And I told them, I said, I need you just as much as y'all need me. I can bring all kinds of attention. This is in the interview. Cause I said, this is my goal. You know what I'm saying? So I had to make sure that they understood that my speaking and my books and all the stuff I do is priority. When they talk to me about something on like next weekend, I said, I'm going to speak at a conference. Okay, okay, we can help you pay. We can pay for that. Because you got to make sure your backup plan supports your dreams. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why it's so important that you do, you need to have mentors and you need to have peers that are also chasing their dreams. Because a good mentor will tell you, will help help guide you on when it is you should jump out there and, and pursue your dream full time. Yeah. Most people aren't going to tell you, you've got three kids at home, quit your job tomorrow and go be a speaker. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't work like that. There's ways that you can um, pursue your dream, but still be responsible and still take care of business. Yeah, And that's definitely. why you need mentors and people who have been there and done that. Sometimes, you know, it's just going to have to suck for a couple of years. You're going to have to work a full-time job and then come home. And, and work full time at home and chase your dream and not get to watch TV and not get to go to the movies and not get to be in the football or flag football or whatever it is you like to do on the weekends. Like it's just, it's just going to have to suck for a while because you don't have time to do, to, to pick either one. If you want your dreams to happen, but you can't make your, but you can't pay your bills yet, then you've got to make it both work. So again, that's why you need to surround yourself with people who are going to steer you right. Because I think a lot of times we as dreamers get out of touch with reality. Mm. And a lot of times when people try to remind you of reality, we call them haters. You know what I'm saying? It's easy when somebody's criticizing you because you have holes in your plan. You just call them a hater and then you just, you know, and you discount everything they just said. And it's actually true. You really have no business 
quitting your job completely if you've got mouths to feed. You shouldn't. Mm -hmm. You should responsibly think of how you can do both. And if that means you have to bust your ass for a while, then that's just what you have to do. But you need good people that are going to tell you the truth and whose opinions you actually respect. That's true, Dion. Amen. But there are people that are sitting around. They're not might not be sitting around at their house just thinking about what Jones is gonna do or what Nick is gonna do or what Dion's gonna do. But they're sitting waiting. They're like, let's see what happens. Let's mm-hmm. see how let's see if Jones just gives up this speaking thing. Let's see if Nick stops selling his uh stuff or doesn't do another book. Let's see if Dion doesn't uh you know doesn't support her tribe. They're waiting just to say I told you well, so. Well, hey, they're hating out there for sure. But, but Harrison, guess what? But guess what? Who cares? Right. I mean, cares, right. Who cares? We give haters too much credit. You give too much credit. Who cares? No, I mean, but they be out there, but they can do nothing to stop me. Nothing. Yes. And Harrison, guess what? Guess what, guys? I like to hear. I want to hear. That's So look here. If 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 I stopped everything today, there's something that I've done that my haters have never done. Put out two best-selling books speaking engagements and had a full-time job and was the engineer of the year for the entire air force there's nothing that they can if i stop right now what are you going to tell me there's nothing that they can tell you harrison best-selling yeah. author grambling state professor you know what i'm saying a second book coming out there's nothing in that they can say to dion all right shop lc book coming out uh purse line and podcast owners for all three of us along with having our own book come out what are they going to say you can hate That's all you cool. want that's a you good question. <laughs> you can hate all you want because you an example though. Hey, what's that? I hate God. I, hate, I don't even. He was not my favorite player when he Who, was Kobe. Like, I love him, man. But you know how Gail King was talking about Kobe. You know what I'm saying? What she okay. said. Who's a Gail King? Nobody care about no Gail King. Best friend, dog. Oh, oh okay. So I'm giving Oprah Homegirl credit because she Oprah Homegirl. Who cares? I mean, we're not gonna go off on her on this. No, show, but, but it's my thing. If you didn't have enough credit, I mean, if you didn't have enough gumption to say it to the man at his face when he was alive, don't talk in that man's name when he's dead. But that's a whole other conversation. I, I, I do. I do think that there's a lot of people. I, I see these memes all the time, and they just make me cringe. Your haters are saying this and that. Your haters. Who cares about yeah. haters? I just. I don't understand why we give people there because there's yes there will always be haters always but there are haters of me that i know of right now being on tv that was a harsh lesson for me getting on tv put myself out there people talk about what i look like if i've gained weight if my hair's out of place they don't like okay. lipstick. and guess what i'm still getting a check yeah they are not a dion time a dion uh-huh do you Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to be haters. You just got to do you. I, I just don't want to give them any of my energy. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Like next time we go to Papa, those drinks on you then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Y'all, y'all trip, man. Well, hey, guys, on that note, man, we're running out of time. So, hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing, if you like what you're listening to, uh, please go like and subscribe to this podcast on every streaming platform out there, whether it's Apple iTunes, whether it's Google Play, whether it's Stitcher, Breaker, all of them. Give us those five-star reviews. Give us um, you know, some nice 
kind words of encouragement. If you got any questions for us, guys, just go to our own website, FastTrackCombo.com. And the email is also FastTrackCombo at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. And we're, like always, guys, we're going to be here next week for another episode. Um, but on that note, what's up, Stream it in the shower. Stream it in the car. Stream it everywhere. Share it with your friends. That's what we need. Stream it in the shower? Stream it everywhere. Just stream it everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all do. Y'all the podcast addicts. Yeah, I'm not trying to get y'all electrocuted. So, Thank uh, you. <laughs> Alright, man. Fast right. Team, we out of this place. We right, out. Later. Later.